Welcome, change agents. I'm so glad you're here. This is Cheryl Klein, and you're listening to the Limitless Leader Podcast. So today is a very special day. I am so excited for this conversation with Lindsay Zwart of Chief Enterprise and Director at Vodafone. This is a first for me, Lindsay, and we're going to talk about why in a second. But first, welcome. I'm so excited that you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. It is great. Well, here's why it's first. So we're currently live here on Wednesday in San Francisco Pacific time, but you are currently coming to us from New Zealand. So I believe it's Thursday morning. So welcome, welcome. That's definitely a first to do a single live interview on two different days, which is really exciting to bring two sides of the world together. And I am very jealous before we start off that you have one case of COVID and I guess you're on a seven day lockdown. So it sounds like you have a little bit more order of things that we do here over here. We're very, very fortunate. We've been able to lead uh, pretty normal lives. We go in and out of lockdown if a case does come out. But um, strong leadership, I think, it comes down to. Yeah, I think there's a lot of strong female leadership, which will be on a topic of today. So, you know, we're just going to go ahead and hop into it. But before you share some of your gold nuggets of wisdom that I am so excited about, I would like to know what put you on this trajectory? Like we know that, you know, what really inspired you to climb to get to where you are today that possibly as a younger person or, you know, what either made, um, inspired you to greatness or maybe it was a big challenge and you decided to overcome it. So in other words, what's a little bit about your story? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's a couple things. Yeah, I grew up in South Africa and um, my dad owned a factory and his uh, chief operating officer was a woman. And there was never any concepts around uh, gender imbalance. And I remember him telling me that I could do anything I wanted to do and it was just my decisions on what I chose which would hold me back. Uh, and so I think having that type of um, upbringing where you are the only one that can limit your potential. I I think it really, really was life changing. And the other key thing for me was I had a, I was in a car accident when I was 18, quite a serious one. And I remember waking up in ICU with all these machines connected to everything. And, um, And I was told that I could make a decision around whether I came out and was able to walk or not. Or, or I didn't, and um, and that's always stuck with me, which is it's your it's how you choose to take the next step forward, um, and it's the tenacity and focus that you have. And I I honestly think if if you want to do something and you put everything behind it, you can achieve whatever whatever you want to achieve. And um, so that's always that's always held me in in good stead. Yeah. So, wow, well, we're definitely on the same page because, you know, I don't know if it's actually readable, if that's a word readable behind me, but it says proceed as if success is inevitable. So for you, just deciding, I've decided that I'm going to walk, I've decided that I'm going to achieve this in my career or what have you. And if you think about the actual root meaning of the word decide, 
It actually means death of because side is in all those awful words, you know, mm -hmm. side, uh, C-I-D-E. And uh, D-E means of phonetically. So it's kind of like even when you had that tragic, you know, accident that you decided I'm going to walk. And it's mm -hmm. all a way how and has that helped you uh, the way that you view leadership or what you would eventually accomplish someday? I think so. You know, so much of it is around choice, and um, and as you say, the decisions the decisions we make. I think one of the the other key components for me, which you and I spoke about earlier on, is is really around how you approach leadership, how you approach making the decisions for you, for, for yourself, and, and and how you think about moving forward. I, I often talk about um, empathetic leadership. And, um, and I've always led with the concept of empathetic leadership. I, I believe that leading with compassion compassion and empathy is what sets, sets us apart. And it is what sets women apart, actually. Um, we, we cannot start to understand what our customers, our staff, our team need or require without understanding where they're coming from. And so understanding someone else's perspective is the most important element uh, of really starting to help move them forward, whether it's their career, whether it's family life, whether it is transforming their business environment, leading with compassion and empathy uh, will stand us, uh, stand us in good stead moving forward. And, and, um, and I think as women, we have the ability to excel in empathetic leadership. Yeah, and I agree with you 100%. And just to to back that up, it even goes deeper. There was just a very recent um, podcast with Adam Grant and Jane Goodall, you know, who studied um, chimpanzees for the last 60 years. You might be wondering, what does this have to do with empathetic leadership? But actually, it brings more truth to that because in her 60 years of research, she was looking at the leaders that survived out in nature and the ones that used brute force, they might rise quickly, but they would fall quickly. And what she saw and what she's learned from these amazing animals who are sometimes smarter than us humans is that the, the leaders in the, the, the chimpanzees that were compassionate and thoughtful and looked to bring people up with them, and they were inclusive and they were curious about how other people were doing, their leadership lasted a lot longer. So I bring that up, excuse me, because what you're saying is so important. And it's it's also from an evolutionary perspective, you know, we see it in, you know, in nature. And I think that there's a lot to be learned. And I think there's a lot of progress to be made. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we were talking a little bit about uh, before we went live that sometimes it's challenging for or more challenging for women to be very authentic to themselves for what they need. Uh, and so can you talk a little bit about the importance for women to be authentic to themselves, but also maybe for male allies, what to be aware of so they can you know, best support their female counterparts, especially maybe those who are further marginalized, because I know that they're um, there is a further marginalization within our gender as well. Yeah, so um, I think there's a there's a few elements to this 
the, the first one I would say is the best support we can provide is to lift each other up. And, and I continue to say this in any opportunity I have, we must help promote women. We must mentor and coach each other. Madeleine Albright, for my US Secretary of State, uh, she has this quote which I love. Uh, it says, there's a special place in hell for women who don't support other women. And I honestly believe this because we won't make change, we won't drive impact unless we help lift each other up. And I think often we think that this reduces your chances of moving into a leadership role, but it doesn't, it balances out the odds. And so supporting each other is critically important. Having male allies, as you say, is really, really critical. Uh, we can't do it alone. I have had multiple fantastic uh, VPs as, uh, or CVPs as, as managers uh, in my career, um, and they're outstanding allies. And I think uh, some of the key, the key differences is around enabling women to work as they need to, right? So having the right balance, having the right structure, leading as they see fit through leadership, is is really important. Um, you know, I, I I mentioned earlier on uh, my shift from the US back to New Zealand, um, and uh, and I, I think uh, I, I think I told you I, my husband wanted to move. I was kind of happy to stay, uh, and uh, but I've been proven wrong uh, by taking those risks and by making those changes. I you realize that there's so much more you can learn. I, I, I'm now in a role where I have, you know, 500 odd staff. I manage the product from pricing, marketing, advertising through to sales. And uh, there certainly wouldn't have been a role for me in the US that has that breadth of uh, ownership and accountability to, to give me uh, additional angles in which I can learn. So uh, I think it's, it's, whether it's your husband who's your, your ally, whether it's your boss who's your ally, who, who kind of pushes and helps you think about doing something different, it, it's finding those right allies um, who can help you move forward. Yeah, and it's not just help you. Sometimes, you know, if you, I don't know if you believe in this or not, but sometimes the universe gives you a proverbial kick in the, you know, yeah. you know where. And so sometimes you have to listen to that. So. In your case, if your husband was really yearning to be back in New Zealand, then you're like, maybe it's time to go. And, you know, you went. So good for you for supporting him. And, you know, that really brings up the, the, the topic of balancing family and work. And I call it a counterbalance because I don't really think there ever is a work-life balance. I think sometimes we have full presence with family or friends or our full presence with ourselves, and we might feel like even if we take time for ourselves, that it's not balanced because we're maybe thinking about the kids or what am I neglecting at work or what have you it's a counterbalance you know but there's an importance of giving ourselves permission to kind of teeter-totter a little bit so can you talk about the importance of being really authentic to ourselves and what we need in terms of for us mm -hmm. and for family and work? How have you maneuvered through that? Yeah, I think um, it, it comes down to sometimes you just have to 
cut yourself a break <laughs> and know that uh, as much as you want to do everything, uh, you don't need to do everything. And uh, what I've learned is it's okay uh, not to participate in all the volunteering activities at the school. Uh, and in some cases, what I do in work and what I do with women in leadership has greater impact. And I think you you pick what, what will be the best for you to engage in, what will have the best outcome for your family and for your kids. I also think you, you need to create this um, support network uh, in roles like ours where it is and it can be all-consuming and your days can be long and filled and lots of travel, etc. Having the support network is critical and, I, and I'm very fortunate. I, I have a fantastic husband and, and family and friends to create this support network. Uh, but without that, I think you, you can get pulled into everything and then you end up not doing everything really well. I remember when I was at IBM, I was a new leader uh, at IBM and um, I remember saying to my boss, I think I just had my first daughter who's now 16, uh, I said, I can't find my work-life balance. I don't know what to do. And he said, he said that it's your role is to find your work-life balance. It's in your control to figure out how to push back, how to learn to balance, how to learn to prioritise. I can't do that job for you. And so I often get um, males and females coming to me and saying, I, I'm really struggling with my work-life balance. And part of it is they want us to fix it for them. But part of the, the resolution of the challenge is understanding that you own that outcome, that if you put the right structures in place, you can find that right balance that you need. Because Work will continue playing work on you. They will continue giving you projects until you get to the point where you say no. Uh, and and that's, that's part of what corporate culture is like. But until you, you build that balance where you're able to say no um, or reset expectations on timeframes, you will, you will never find that right balance. So part of it, I think, is accountability on understanding it's on you as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I have just to add on to that a recent conversation with Jessica, uh, Jessica, Metc I'm sorry, Allison Metcalf, who is the CMO of Demandbase. And she was saying something along the same lines. And that is set expectations early rather than later. So you set yourself up to over deliver rather than under deliver. So if you have something that's placed upon you, and that it is literally impossible for yourself and your team to complete, then, you know, finding the courage. And again, that is a muscle that can be built. We had a conversation prior to going live and confidence and courage and all these different things are muscles that you can build, but have that conversation about, well, you know, this quarter is not realistic, but I see it coming in, you know, whatever it is and adjust expectations swiftly so you can stay focused on the task at hand because a lot of times when people are working on something that in their mind they don't believe that it's possible that's actually slowing it down more than it would if they had a um a deadline that they believed was possible so i think that is really really important yeah and asking for help mm -hmm. you know there's no shame in asking for help 
bringing smart brains together, bringing the collaboration of minds, often you get the better outcome. Uh, and so knowing when to speak up and say, hey, actually, I need a bit of help on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's actually an, uh, a sign of strength and not of weakness. Because yeah. the high, yeah. the, I will tell you right now that the world's highest performers, they have a lot of help, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, of course, we have to ask the mindset question because that's just the world that I live in and I want to have that bridge in between mindset and achievement and success, especially women in leadership. So what mindset has allowed you to stay motivated and persevere even when things might have got a little difficult? Yeah, I think I, I might have touched on it a little earlier. In in my head, it's around um, tenacity and, um, and focusing on the way forward. Uh, but I I actually think it's a little bit more than that. I, I'm very passionate about setting an example for our future generation. Uh, I keep on saying to my my daughter, I hope I hope you are seeing that anything is possible, that you can choose whatever you want to do and that nothing nothing is there to hold you back. And and, and so part of part of my uh, push or um, my passion around my mindset of how I think about things and how I move forward is is really how do we have impact for the future generations? And um, but in tough times, I would say it's it's tenacity. Um, and for me, from a mindset, a growth mindset perspective around how do we think about the way forward? How do we push and not give up? And, and I think that's pretty clear in my career and all the different things that I've done. Um, it is around pushing through those barriers and um, making sure that there might there might be things put up in front of you, but there's always a way through it. There's always a way around it or underneath it. And um, because you can see the future potential of where we need to be and where we need to be going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. important. There's so many things to remember between bringing other women up with you to be authentic to yourself and also to just really have that resilient mindset so you believe in your ability and really ultimately, I guess, raise your self-efficacy. In other words, your belief in yourself. And so um, what is one or two things, what are one or two things that you might want to leave with everyone so they, they are really sure to remember going forward? Yeah, I, you know, it, this is great timing. We have International Women's Day coming up and um, core theme is choose to challenge. Mm-hmm. And I would come back to probably what I started with is is challenging all the women who are listening to this to lift each other up and for our male allies to help lift women up and to know that we're in this together Uh and, and how we support each other, whether it is changing careers, quite honestly, whether it is moving into a sideways different role, whether it is moving into a more senior role, or whether it is just finding that work-life balance uh, or, or agreeing to take time off and you know, having a sabbatical and spending time with the kids, let's lift each other up because it does not reduce your chances, but it does balance out the odds. Yeah, that is is so valuable. So... 
Lindsay, thank you so much for mm. your time. Thank you for your leadership. And uh, it's really been an honor to have this conversation today. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's been great. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much.